to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy Thake and Paul Schaeflein. Each week, you'll catch us speaking to expert developers about new tech, lessons learned, and opinions in the space. So today I'm with Chris Kent. Hey, Chris, how are you today? Hey, good. I appreciate you coming on. But yeah. Why don't you tell people a little bit about who, who you are? Sure. Uh, so I'm Chris Kent. I'm the Office 365 practice lead for DMI. You may have heard of it, Paul. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, so I'm an Office Development MVP and a member of the Patterns Practices core team. So as Chris is alluding to, Chris and I work together for a year or so at DMI. It's always great. And uh, since this week, we are both in Branson, Missouri, mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and we're at the North American Collaboration Summit. And Chris is playing the role of Jeremy today. So uh, we're going to cover our, our news first, and then we'll dive deeper into to Chris and what he's been up to. So well, the first item I want to talk about, well... I don't have a link yet, but the first thing we should talk about <laughs> is that uh, Microsoft released version 1.8 of the SharePoint Framework Yeoman Generator. Mm -hmm. And this includes um, the, the Microsoft Teams integration bit, and I th the dynamic data stuff is in there, I think, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And um, there have been updates to this. Generally, what that means is the service is now updated as well. So anything that the Yeoman Generator relies on has been rolled out into the production tenants or is rolling out, I would guess. So right. I don't have more differences on that. I'm sure we'll get more uh, next week. Jeremy and I will be together at the MVP Summit, so we can certainly clean up the message on that. So is there anything <laughs> that you've heard about from SPFX 1.8 uh, yeah, that I so, haven't covered? Yeah, so there's a lot more integration with the teams, the team's yeah. development with SharePoint Framework. Um, all that's come out. You've got the icons. It's easy to sync up with that, so it's pretty great. Okay. So. Okay. The, the new office icons or the new the correct. Teams oh no, not icons the new office icons. icons. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no teal, any of that stuff. Oh, about the I just mean the the team's manifest yeah, yeah, icons. Okay. Um, the next link I have is uh, an update of the Posh Git repository. This is Keith Dalby, and so I know that the especially in the con text of SharePoint Framework, a lot of people use different shells. Mm -hmm. I am an old school PowerShell guy, so I use just the PowerShell command. So there is a, a module you can install from Keith Dalby that will then add Git commands to PowerShell, and it gets you things like tab completion and piping commands in PowerShell through uh, native Git commands. And so it's great to see this is going, uh, and if you've been using it, a uh, little bit of breaking change in version one that they've come out with, but a uh, highly recommended tool. I use it all the time, especially if you've been doing PowerShell-y things in, in SharePoint. Or if you're like me, you want to just write a little quick C-sharp code <laughs> or, or experiment on a, on a toolkit. So have you used, uh, or what do you use for your Git command line? Do you use Git command line or is it all UI? No. Command line's hard, <laughs> all right, so yeah, I use all UI. Okay, yeah. excellent. So is, what kind of a community link have you come across this yeah. week? Uh, so uh, Stefan Bauer's got a pretty cool web party he's just come out with called Panthema, uh, which is like the idea of like Pantone, like color cards oh, and theming. nice. And so it's all mixed together. So it's a web part that takes all of the theming that's been applied on your site and shows you a nice block uh, for each color and shows you exactly where those colors have been applied from the theme state. So it's a really cool thing. So if you're trying to figure out what colors are actually being used on my site, where, how do I match all that, it's great. Does it tie it back to the like the slots in a theme? Yeah. So if I want this thing to change colors, it's in slot, you know, accent four type. Right. So oh, it's pulling in the full sweet. thing. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is. So it's very nice. cool. Yeah. So uh, Stephen Bauer's done a lot of work on, or Stephen Bauer's done a lot of work in the UI space. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So I should probably find him at the MVP summit yeah. as well. But well, you know, we mentioned one point eight here. Um, so the SharePoint framework, the PNP SharePoint framework, uh, Yeoman generator, right, which takes the, the standard Yeoman generator and extends that 
much, much further. Uh, I think he's releasing that in an hour. So at this point, when you guys are listening, it's already been released <laughs> uh, to support 1.8. So the it'll be 1.7 of the PNP SharePoint Framework anyway. Generator. But anyway. Well, let's put a pin in that. Yeah. You certainly want to come That's back to one. the That's PNP good. stuff there, right? <laughs> um, the So thanks to Stefan for that. And then the, the last one is a blog post from uh, Yannick Riemens who has put together uh, a series uh, on, on go governance of teams, but the one link that we're pointing to is his wish list of, of items, things that he would love to see in the graph, either improvements or uh, things, uh, gaps that aren't there. And so uh, it's certainly um, worthwhile to see what, what the community is coming up with, you know, things that I think are gaps that the, the Microsoft has in their, in their service. And what's interesting, at least to me, this link is that this link was put into our show notes by Jeremy, which means someone at Microsoft is listening. And so I encourage you to read about this and we can certainly start a conversation, uh, you know, Twitter and so on, we can make sure this. And um, uh, there are a couple links to Stack Overflow and, and User Voice. So if there's something on User Voice, certainly go ahead and, and vote it up if there's something you want to do. Um, he's also got links to the Twitter handles of Yina and Jeremy so you can get uh, <laughs> feedback to them. Um, as well, and so uh, certainly worth uh, worthwhile reading to see what's at and join the the conversation on gaps in, in there. I know Chris and I are both MVPs, so we get the opportunity to give feedback directly, mm -hmm. but obviously that's not uh, possible for everyone, so certainly be worthwhile people doing uh, a bunch of that. And so um, yeah. that reminds me, uh, this is this has been a year now you've been an MVP, right, or just over a year maybe? Uh, about a year and a half. A year and a half, that, yeah. yeah, and so uh, is this your first summit? or uh, No, this will be so my second. second one. So okay, yeah. made so, it just in time for the last just, one. So, uh, excellent. So. And so what's your take on uh, an MVP Summit? Was it everything you yeah. expected or was it different? It was different, uh, but not in a bad way. So, okay. yeah. uh, you know, walked in, had a little uh, identity, what do you call that? Identity crisis. Not even, <laughs> right? Like just seeing all these people. Imposter with syndrome. All these, yeah, that's it. Imposter yeah. syndrome. Right? Just walking in, seeing all these people, yeah. you know, but also talking directly with Microsoft about so many things. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, they showed... You know this and that, but maybe it's been a year. Maybe we can say that, <laughs> right? Some of those things, uh, but it was awesome. It was also really interesting to hear the conversation, the back and forth on it, right? So it wasn't just Microsoft saying, "Here's what we're going to do, go tell everyone," right? It was, "Here's what we're going to do," and we would come back and say, "Yeah, but do it like this," or "Why aren't you thinking about this?" It was really good to have that conversation on that back and forth. So right. I think it's really cool. Uh, and, and that kind of reinforces the point that, that Yannick is posting here, that by getting this out there in social media or a blog post and getting the attention of either MVPs or Microsoft directly, that mm -hmm. conversation can help and certainly influence things. And, and maybe not necessarily, some of the things he's wishing for are, are no-brainers, and you have to imagine they're probably happening. But right. if six people bring it up in their face, it becomes a higher priority. So yeah. it's certainly worthwhile for folks to participate in that conversation. So thanks to, to Yannick Reekmans for his blog post, and we'll, we'll link to that off in the show notes. So now we get back to uh, the, our regular program here. So we'll sit down with Chris and I. And, and as we mentioned, um, Chris mentioned he was doing a lot of Office 365 work with DMI. But you first, obviously, we working with him. I had seen work going on. But the, I guess the first community-ish type thing that came to my attention from you mm -hmm. was the list formatting work that you've done, yeah. right? So, so how did you get started on doing stuff like that? So actually, we got started, right? So it was released in November of 2017. Um, and I'd been, I'd been at Ignite earlier that year and signed up to get a mug or something. Um, the developer, what do they call it? The contest, right? It was okay. an office developer contest they run every once in a while. And I decided I should enter that, try and get some you know, money, right? <laughs> uh, so I had about two weeks, and I 
knew about this problem with uh, column formatting at the time. So column formatting is awesome if you guys haven't seen that. So column formatting, you know, view formatting's out. You can do all sorts of stuff to your modern list views to make those you know, dynamic visualizations, provide instant meaning. It's awesome, you can do a ton of stuff. And where you can't do that, you can jump into a SharePoint framework, you know, field customizer, right, as, a, okay. as an extension. But the problem with it right now, it's, it's gotten a little better recently with the design mode where you can apply colors directly, kind of a little wizard in there. Um, but it's, it's all JSON code, which I know technically you can argue, you know, if it's code or not, right? But if it's got syntax, it's got operators, that, that's code. Um, right, but it's hard, it's hard to get into, right? There wasn't a lot out there, and so what I wrote was just a web part, SharePoint Framework web part that provided, um, you know, a little build of the Monaco editor, so that's uh, Visual Studio Code, uh, directly in the browser, and it provided a preview. You know, it allowed you to set a lot of different things, have a bunch of wizards, uh, and all that's available from PNP. It's for free. Okay. So. And, yeah, and so the, the and I, thus I didn't even win. win. <laughs> oh, that's I didn't shame. even win. <laughs> that's but but the the goal here, of course, is that if you are not comfortable opening up Visual Studio Code and right. packaging a solution, you can use a WYSIWYG editor. Is it fair to say it's WYSIWYG or close yeah. enough, right? Yeah. And so, which is a great idea. It's a shame you didn't win. Um, Oh, that's all right. I didn't have a vote. You know, yeah. us Chicagoans can make votes happen the way we want usually. <laughs> but, uh, so that, that didn't work. And so um, that's a wonderful thing and list formatting. And I guess from there is kind of led into your participation in PMP. Yeah. Is that right? Uh -huh. And so, Chris, are you a member of the, of the core team? I yes? Yeah. Yep. So a member of the core team. So what does that mean to be a member of the core team of the patterns and practices? Probably not as much as people think. But well, so just tell awesome. them this, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's it's an awesome thing. So it's an opp opportunity to be heavily involved in the community and see what's going on. So uh, my main role is focusing on list formatting. Um, and so what that means is we've got a nice sample repo. We've got like 58 samples as of like yesterday, uh, both column and view formats. And so what I do is I help with pull requests on that, help process that, help bring in new samples, uh, go through that, make sure those are up to date as new operators and things get added, which is pretty common. Um, and so and then also help with the calls. So PNP does a, a weekly call. So every Thursday, uh, there's a call. It switches between general development and SharePoint framework development. There's a once a month call. So help out on those a lot. Uh, for instance, I do every two weeks, right, on the general development, I do a quick tips and tricks about list formatting, right? So put that out there. We put a lot of demos. So it's a real opportunity to be closer to the, the engineering team and see kind of what's coming. Um, but also just help coordinate community efforts. So, and so you mentioned pull requests, yeah. right? So, what other nature is it? Anybody? You have a lot of people submitting PRs, or is yeah. it really just a small subset of people? What's your experience been? So, very much depends on the repo, right? So, which repository it is. So, you know, there's a lot of contributors to, you know, like PNPJS, right? They've got their, their whole thing going on there. We got we have several sample contributors, right? Those tend to be more one-off, right? Instead okay. of like a PNPJS where everyone's kind of working on the whole thing together or the PowerShell, um, where there's multiple contributors. On the, over on the sample side, right, it's individual samples one off and getting those updated. So, but yeah, there's a pretty good core group of contributors, but we've got a really wide range overall, so that makes sense. Okay, yeah, and I can remember it's been a, many years submitting a sample to that. And again, um, I presume not much has changed if you use Microsoft Graph or Office 365 or whatever, and you have some code that is, Interesting. Yeah. Submit a PR or reach out. do you like random PRs or do they encourage people to kind of reach out with one of the channels versus hey, I'm thinking of the sample? Is uh, it so it depends on the the repo, right? So like right. Um, for instance, the PNP reusable controls. Okay. Right? So we've got the React controls and the property pane controls. Um, a great way to do that is open an issue as an idea, 
and submit that just to see if anyone else is working on that because those tend to take a lot more time mm -hmm. or you want to kind of overlap and make sure they, they map to the kind of the roadmap of where we're trying to go with those. Um, something like the column and view formatting samples, I just throw a PR in there. Yeah. I mean, if you're uncomfortable with GitHub, Right, which I, I get, like I said, I don't even use command line. Right? <laughs> you could reach out. We've had several because you know a lot of the contributors to that area aren't necessarily hardcore devs. Some of them are, but right, so that's a little scarier. Reach out. I mean, I can either put it in for you, or I can walk you through the process. It's it's all pretty straightforward. But right. if you yeah. haven't done it the first time, it's a little. It, it, a little yeah, scary. GitHub can be a bit intimidating, especially. With, and if you look hear about open source, how every week there's another article about someone who wishes they weren't doing open source because people are rude, and, and I know that none of the yeah. PMP guys are, and gals are like that. So it, it's great to see that. Um, that, but this is the first time I've heard, say, open an issue with an idea, which is probably a great way to mm -hmm. start the discussion, right? Right. Yeah. It's right there yeah. in line with everything, and you can have a yeah. good open yeah. discussion. And, and then, um, so on the, on the view formatting, I guess, uh -huh. right? So I, this week I bopped into your session, and I was, so I was trying to bop in all the developer sessions and take a picture and put it on the Twitters, right? So, <laughs> and then, um, and so you had a picture, it said the modern list view, and I thought, oh, that's great. And so I took a picture and I was typing in the tweet, and then you switched, switched your slide to the dapper list that's right. view. Yeah. And so for those who haven't <laughs> seen you speak, that's just a little bit of the, the sense of humor, which I think is yeah. great, so it was yeah. nice to see. So so what about, what, what's that talk, what's the, the, the when you're doing a talk at a conference mm -hmm. like this, is this a hands-on how-to, or what are you kicking yeah. ideas? What, what, what's your approach to delivering a session like that? Right, so the whole idea, right, with list formatting, one of the really powerful things is you can apply that, and all you have to have is design level permissions on the list. Right, so that's hugely powerful. There's no app catalog deployment, or there's no package to maintain. So there's goods and bads to both of that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's much more about enabling non-traditional non developers to do that. So we start off with the basics, right? I have a, a whole quick run through with what is JSON. Right, just pointing out some of that syntax. We'll jump right into what can you do. Here's all the samples. It's really just about getting people aware of what's possible. So you could take what looks like just Excel in a browser, right, and make sure make it make sense, right? Add pie charts, add progress bars, add colors, and match your themes. Do all this stuff, and the whole goal of the session is in an hour to get you really excited and to get you where you need to be to get started and get going on your own stuff. So. It's great, and, and I'm guessing well received because the, the crowd was laughing as I left because I go to the next <laughs> the next room the, the crowd was laughing so that was awesome. I had stuff. a good time. I, I well, hope. Well, I you know, too, at the end of the day, the, yeah. uh, that, that translates, right? I, I've learned that a lot, right? Just the you sit and if you hear a speaker who is talking monotonously mm -hmm. and seems uncomfortable, it doesn't feel as good. So uh, th that's all, all great stuff there. Now the um, as, as part of the P and P, you mentioned before how. You'd let people open an issue, perhaps, to start a conversation mm -hmm. uh, because there's a roadmap. What, what kind of things does a PNP roadmap mean? Is that just crazy ideas, or uh, is sometimes more formal? Yeah. So it's it's yeah, it's not near as formal as, as roadmap probably even sounds, right? Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's ideas and direction. There are some internal initiatives, right? Like uh, was it this week they just released the uh, provisioning site oh, yeah. uh, where you can provision. Uh, like the starter kit directly into your tenant, you know, which is awesome. Um, and that's been on the roadmap for a while. But again, there's no real secret. All that gets shared on those calls. That's pretty open about where things are, how that's working, you know, what part has to be approved internally by Microsoft, right, and which parts are fully open source from the community. And people share demos and that inspires other people. It's really very crowdsourced. It's very cool that way. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned that's a lot of fun, although it seems to be yeah. a, 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 a somewhat significant effort that you have to put forward. Yeah. So, so thank you. <laughs> I, I, I had tried to keep up with the calls every other week, mm -hmm. and then of course things get 
get in the way. But so I'm, I'm glad for your efforts on that. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing I want to talk about. So uh, here this week, uh, I popped in to see Kathy Dew, a longtime friend of mine, and there you were up at the podium <laughs> going over some stuff. And so, uh, can you share with us what that, what you were showing, mm-hmm. um, and how that fits into the stuff we've been talking about? Yeah. So, uh, Kathy Dew was doing a session on dynamic data, right? Both in first-party web parts and extensions, and in things you can build yourself with SharePoint Framework. And we were sitting next to each other in the speaker room and just asked her what her session was about. She was telling me that. I'm like, oh, I've done some work with that. Um, so we have something from PNP called the PNP Filter Pack. Uh, it's very early kind of beta release. The idea is it provides like a choice filter, so a combo box, a drop down. It's going to be list driven or just manually entered. A uh, text filter, a number filter, a toggle filter, and a dynamic value display. And the whole idea is you can tie those all together, almost like Lego pieces, to make an application without actually doing any kind of code. Uh, we made some modifications yesterday in the speaker room to match some of the new stuff that just came out that's in is a target release or first release. I don't get them confused. I, I, one of the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first targeted release people. Right? So if you're in one of those, they fully rolled those out. So there's a new list properties web part, which is connects to your to your list web part. So you can click on an item and see you know exactly the columns you want directly on a page. And there's so that would be, detail. I'm guessing like if you drill into a list and you yeah. choose an item on the right-hand side, you get a pane of information. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. that is now a web part, right? Yes. Or it will be soon, I guess. So yeah, that is a web part. It's out there now if you're in the targeted release. Um, they've also brought it provided some stuff like the embed uh, web part, can now accept connected data source. So one of the things we built, it's kind of the on the fly demo, was we put a couple choice filters right from a list and then we fed it into YouTube videos. So by selecting from a combo box off a list, it was changing what YouTube video was displayed on the page. And you just can imagine that gets really, really powerful, especially when you put in yeah. like a file viewer web part. Yeah, and so I, I, one thing I want to parse in there is you're saying it's yeah. like a, a, a filter or list filter or a drop down text filter, but yeah. what you're building is a web part, yes? Yes. Okay, so, yeah, so. and so for those who've been in SharePoint for quite a while with the um, web part connections, mm-hmm. right? So developers who we had providers and consumers, and so your filter is a provider of data or it's both it's both okay All right. so, so there you go yeah. right um, so excellent <laughs> yeah it can be complicated and so um, what, did you work with webpart connections back oh, in yeah. the day right yeah. you so had to make the, that whole interface and, and, and stuff, so yeah. does does the is the experience translate from what you've seen uh, are uh, still rough edges or i think it's a lot better okay. so it's it's not just webpart connections anymore because you can do it with the extensions as well okay um, and a little more elaborate on top of that right um, but the whole idea is, you know, if you have a producer, right, you say, here's what I'm going to give you. Anyone want it? You know, and then when you change something, you say, I changed it. Come get it. And then you provide a method. People can come get that value. So it's pretty straightforward. Here's what I got. Come get it. There you go. Yeah. All right, and if you're a consumer, it's just who's got something. Oh, I want that. I'll take it. Right, and then tell me when it changes. That's it. And so do I have to write that code to pull for changes, or I'm assuming that's part nope. of what they're giving me, right? So all that kind of comes out of the box. You just take your SharePoint Framework web part or extension, and you implement it. Uh, I dynamic data an, callable an interface. It's an interface, right? right? Uh, I'll, I'm saying it wrong, so go look up the documentation. <laughs> but right, and then you just have a couple of methods in there, and really you're just—it's very straightforward. It's just a little JavaScript object of what I'm going to do, and what you're going to do. Some interfaces. And can I define that payload, the shape of that payload? I can. Oh, yeah. I can choose you what can, I want to do. You can do whatever you uh, well, want. Well, I guess right? if I if I'm doing my own provider, I can choose, right? I'm guessing mm-hmm. the out of the box one, they have a, a, a schema of. What they do. So it's, okay. it comes back with like an array with. It's very common if you're if you're used to the development, right? An array with the name 
storage properties for the list of columns. Okay. Okay. Right, and so now you said the the PNP kicking around these these things that you were showing or talking about now yeah. are not from Microsoft. Is that correct, or, or you're building them? Is it from, are right. they from Chris? What, yeah, just a little background. Uh, yeah, what, what are we talking about? Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the dynamic data and the first-party web parts is completely from Microsoft, right? So which is awesome. Which means again, if you're in target release, you've got it. The PNP filter pack um, is something that we're building as part of PNP to try and enable easier use of that stuff. So you're not just limited to first party, but it also demonstrates how you can do all that. So they're using SharePoint framework dynamic data the same way that we can here. And so go ahead and do it. If you're a developer, it's been out actually longer than it's been available in first party web parts. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff out there. Provide the guides. There's a full-on web part sample as well in our repo for that. So yeah, your point about it's being out for a while is is, is indicative of how things work in the SharePoint space now mm -hmm. because the first-party web parts couldn't implement it until the framework guys implemented it. Right. right. So it's been around as well. So um, so obviously, uh, what you were showing in just raw form, but awesome anyways, was oh, like three or, three or four web parts on a page. But I would mm -hmm. imagine the use case is something a little bit different. Do you have oh, a sample yeah. use case in mind that might yeah. help people understand what, what this concept is? Right. So the calling them filters, right? But they're just producers and consumers. Um, they also can uh, sync up with uh, query strings, right? So you can create whole pages kind of pre-configured to pull their values from query strings so you can link to it. So the idea would be more of a master detail, or you've got a single page that's an application that can view you know, very specific items, and you can link to it, you can bookmark it, that kind of concept. So it's the idea of a non-coded application for your users. So think of your business analysts, right? your power users really building an application by kind of linking things with that master detail record. So I can put a web part on page, for example, the embed web part, yep. and and on a different page, I, or on navigation, mm -hmm. I'd say, so I want to do the embed page, which is just one of them, but mm -hmm. yet it'll show any video based on the querishing parameter, right? Right, so yeah, which yeah, is yeah. awesome. So you right. can reuse yeah. all that without building right. a yeah. special page for each Right, which gets back to what we had done back in the day of publishing and... Yeah, it's really not that new Some of, some of, concept, of us did right? it, you know, but back yeah. in Cold Fusion back in the day. Yeah, it was <laughs> a strong suit there, so, so that that's awesome stuff. And now, which of the many PNP repos would someone find these filter packs if they want to kick the tires or have ideas that they sure. get in there. So it's going to be, so we have kind of a two, I don't know what to call them, like this PNP and the SharePoint. Okay. Um, organizations, so, right? right GitHub.com slash something. Yeah, so GitHub.com slash PNP is where you'll find it. So it's GitHub.com slash PNP slash filter pack. So all just one word there. Uh, I'm sure we'll link to it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so if you go to the PNP organization, filter packs right there. So it's the same place where you're going to find PNPJS or the PNP SharePoint Framework Generator, all that stuff's in that same form. Right. And, and so is, is there anything else kicking around that would be of interest to people? I'm thinking more in this UI, visual, rendering stuff in SharePoint kind of space. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I, I know it's an ad hoc team, but what, is there anything else that's out there that might be, oh, it might be interesting, or we could use help on that comes to mind? Yeah. Um, so could definitely use help on the filter pack itself. I will say that. So, so far it's really just been me. Um, but I think there's a lot more potential for like a, a taxonomy filter, right? Or I don't think we have a date time filter yet. So if you're looking to contribute, that's a great spot. Um, that's me being selfish. I would love some yeah. more help with that. Um, but as far as like UI type stuff, so give the column format or web part we mentioned is still available. You can just get the package and install that in your tenant. Uh, one of the problems with that has been, though, again, we're targeting people with 
you know, that aren't global admins, right, or even SharePoint admins, right, to do this kind of thing, but then we're providing a tool that requires you to deploy to the app catalog. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit of a mismatch there. Um, so working on a new version of that, uh, it'll cover both column and view formatting, uh, the list formatter, and that's going to be, hopefully, we'll say it here for the first time, right. hopefully, an Electron JS app. Uh, so it'll be something you can run directly from your desktop without an install. So and it'll use all your memory. Right yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> right. It'll it'll reserve the memory. Right. That's that's what they say for for Chromium and all that. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the, the the those are are nice things. Right. And then um, so what else are you seeing in Office 365 that that's piqued your interest? Uh, obviously, I know you've been doing a lot of stuff in SharePoint, but we mentioned at the beginning you you do you know, Office 365 practice work. So is there any other interesting items out there that that, yeah. that you're working? Uh, so it's funny, in my day job, I actually do a considerable amount of Power Apps and Flow. Okay. Um, right? And then I get to do some of this development stuff kind of in the <laughs> evening, right? Um, but yeah, I've been really impressed with the changes to Power Apps, uh, especially over the past year, but even more recently, some of those changes that just came out in you know, January, December, that kind of frame. Um, I put together, a, I built a game in Power Apps. Wow. Um, and the number one lesson I learned there is don't build a game of power apps. <laughs> but it's a great way to kind of you know kick the yeah. tire, stretch it out, see see what I needed to know. Um, but if you haven't checked out power apps or haven't really worked in Flow, that's awesome. The other thing, which is strange for a developer to say maybe, but I really one of my favorite products in Office 365 is Microsoft Forms. So love it, use it all the time, use it for internal. Team surveys, you escape some of that. You got, you got out of it before you started forcing surveys on our people. But it's so easy to do. It's one of those tools that's surprised more people don't know about. It actually can work as a really great front end, since you can hook flow into every response, to just receiving requests. Like, I know someone, we just saw someone build a, um, like a, a ticket system. It was just for a smaller team, and you would fill out a form, and it would just launch a ticket, email the right people, and assign numbers and everything, and kind of track the progress from there. But what a great way to do that, not having to spin up full-on power apps, which is really, really powerful, but that's good and bad, right? Yeah, and, and I, I like to say if, you, if you're, a, you're an enterprise developer, which is a fancy word for saying you, know, you work at a company and you have all these things that you need to manage, mm -hmm. and I like to see things, things like SharePoint or Forms or Power Apps, if I can focus on the important back-end business logic and not have to worry about some of that, right? So as you said, uh, when I fill out a form, it can call flow, right? And at some point, you can route that to a web service. Yeah. So, hey, Mr. Developer, spend your time doing a web service that does the actual core business logic and don't spend time on, on UI. Or I like to say, I'm going to give you the most basic, stupid UI on the planet, and right. then you're going to use it. And then when you come back and tell me what you want, it's an informed <laughs> conversation as opposed mm -hmm. to someone just dreaming up what they think might be a good UI in the first place. So that, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I've heard someone say they, they found forms interesting. <laughs> Although um, I, I would say at the show this week, Penny Coventry, who's an MVP from the UK, does a lot of, she's written a million books, but mm -hmm. she was doing a, an hour-long session on forms. Like, you can talk for an hour on forms? I never would have imagined. <laughs> so apparently there's a lot of, a lot of capabilities there. So that's all great stuff. Now, uh, if people have questions, obviously they can go to the PNPJS repo, but how do they find you? Are you up on social media? And I am. Um, so I've got a blog. Uh, it's thechriskent.com because okay. chriskent.com was taken. Okay. Um, so that's my blog. Same, same for the Twitter handle. All that stuff, you can reach out to me. I'll be at uh, several of these events if you're coming to some of these. And what are those events? Uh, uh, so the next one after after this one, right, the North American Collaboration Summit, is uh, SharePoint Conference, right, not in Vegas. Okay. I'm talking about list formatting and uh, SharePoint Framework extensions. And then also be in uh, Wiesbaden, Germany, 
of the European Collaboration Summit. So the, okay. what is that? Is that the sister, the brother? How do they do that for this uh, conference? I'm not sure, right. but we're, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But we'll certainly, uh, we can get Mark or add us online. And so you're speaking at Vegas, so that means you have a discount code, which is Shafeline, right? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, no, just that's joking. too long to type and hard to spell. It's Kent, K-E-N-T. There you go. Awesome. Well, that's great stuff, and it's always great to catch up, and I appreciate you taking your lunch hour today, yeah. or half hour, to talk to us. And uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll look talk to all of you next week. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at M365DevPodcast and check out our show notes at www.m365devpodcast.com. To help us spread the word, we'd really appreciate it if you could retweet our episode tweets and give us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks. 